close encounters of the third kind, actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number 22. I am your host, John Jay, and with me as always... The Lances, Lauren, and Endless Mike. I'm possessed by the ghost of a delicious pussy. Oh, man. Wow, we're, we're starting getting... off on the right accent. We have been so busy lately, we are glad uh, to have a little bit of time to record an episode for you guys. Yep, Friday uh, in the early afternoon. Woo! Yeah, I'm all amped up on coffee. Yeah. And cough syrup. And yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of on cough syrup, you know? I need it. You're on that scissor. If you stop now, you'll die. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, like... Just abruptly stop a behavior that's working so well you for you. You can't cold turkey that. Nope. No way. We got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about uh, exper- human experiences on alien planets and the expansion of consciousness. It's uh, from the book Extra Planetary Experiences, and that, that is by Thomas James Streicher. Striker. P- Striker. PhD. So that book uh, that came out a handful of years ago, and uh, we're going to go through it a little bit and see. See what we can learn about these alien worlds and uh, how people's consciousness gets expanded. Right now we're going to do some quick science news. Uh, let's see, where do I got it at? Uh, why haven't we had alien contact? Uh, this, is, this is a new theory about why we haven't been able to have any, like SETI has had no luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, might E.T. be buried under too much ice to phone Earth? That's what planetary scientist Alan Stern of the Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado, has concluded may be delaying our contact with alien civilizations. Most extraterrestrial creatures are likely deep inside their home planets in subsurface oceans, crusted over in frozen water ice, according to a new proposal at this year's American Astronomy Society Division for Planetary Sciences meeting in Provo, Utah. I like how they call it water ice like they do in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's really weird. (laughs) It's like, it's like Italian ice. Yeah. I wonder what flavor it is. Is it strawberry? <laughs> nope, just water w- ice. Water, water ice. That just seems a little bit like bullshit to me. Like, Why is it that we just can't see these aliens? What do you mean? With like the naked eye? Yeah, maybe we just can't perceive them. No, I think this is actually a pretty good, uh, this is a pretty good explanation to why a lot of uh, uh, extraterrestrial civilizations may not even travel outside of their own planet. They might have a technological civilization, but they might just be limited underneath this, like, ocean. Maybe they actually, like, as opposed to us living on the surface of our planet, they live inside theirs. Oh, like we do, because we live right. on tube Earth. No, we're not going into <laughs> we're tube not, Earth. We're not doing tube Earth, Mike. No. Just stop Don't it. make that face. <laughs> no tube Earth. You can, you can talk about tube Earth later. Maybe I'll give you a minute. All right. To explain it. <laughs> oh my god. Easier, uh, it makes more sense than flatter. I know. Just stop. Okay. Stop. <laughs> no tube earth right now. No, this makes sense, and it also uh, it it also uh, would make sense that uh, a civilization could technically last longer underneath like a giant sheet of ice, like like uh, meteors and comets that strike the planet. They're protected. Wouldn't, wouldn't affect that. 
Yeah. It's possible. Like, we could get wiped out at any minute. It's true. Well, we're, we we're... won't because the gravity well sucks the No. Meat. No. No to two birth, no Mike. Two no birth. two birth. Just... We have, no, we're, the reason why we're safe is because we have Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, he just kicks them. <laughs> once, Willis. Bru- once Bruce Willis dies, then we'll be at great risk to being annihilated. It's but true. until then... Yeah, oh, Bruce I, it's I was hard of for Chuck me. Morris. It's hard for me to. I like it as a theory, but it's hard for me to subscribe to because I can't apply Hollow Earth theory to our own planet. So, kind of pushing that out on somebody else's planet. Well, it's not feels, really a Hollow Earth. It kind of is, though. No, they're no, living it's, inside it's, of it. It's not hollow. It's it's water. It's filled with water. So, so like dolphin people or something. Dolphin people, or you know, some sort of creatures that live underneath the water. A but planet of mermaids. Yeah, Mershak. Yeah, something. Yeah, cause some kind of. I mean, who knows what they look like? Who knows what evolution would look like on a planet like this? The, it, it's it's just being brought up now is because uh, astronomers are realizing that a lot more planets have oceans than were previously thought to. Like even in our own solar system, there's like several oceans. Like on moons surrounding Jupiter and yeah. Saturn. Yeah. Titan's got. What's that ocean made? Um, ocean made out of. Um, Jupiter, Saturn, bleach. and Neptune. What? Is it bleach that it's made? Oh, it's alcohol. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I don't know. So, but but I mean, what? There's, no, there's there's one. I think they did find one moon where it's like a alcohol atmosphere or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how that's. Titan's no Titan's oceans are ma- ma- ammonia. Titan's oceans are made out of ammonia. Okay, that makes sense. But it's like, how the hell would alcohol be created? Well, anything's possible, really. I mean, it's a it's a vast galaxy. I suppose. I I, I think okay. With that thought in mind, I think that there's you know there are some planets that may have this ice. This under ice situation going, but to say that the that's the reason why we haven't gotten contact from any alien civilization, that's a bit much. For well, me. I mean, you you and me both believe that we do have had contact from alien civilizations. Yeah. I think this is just explaining why the radio, the, you know, the radio uh, uh, telescopes aren't finding anything or I, much. I think well, the, the real. I think the real explanation is is that they probably have found some shit, but they're not disclosing it. That's what I think. I don't think SETI would do that. I mean, SETI, like, those guys, like, entire life's purpose is to find something. I doubt you could get those people to cover it up. At least not all of them. Uh, you think there's anybody real working at SETI? <laughs> it's all penguins. It's pitched yeah. a- <laughs> Just with penguins with Nazi armbands. Cute. Oh, I was gonna say cute little uniforms, but you wouldn't kill it. <laughs> no, they're not cute. They're evil. Damn. Oh, do they get eye patches too? Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm about I'm to go. On. I'm about to go full Alex uh, Jones on these <laughs> penguins. Yeah, back on the thing, uh, Europa, another moon of uh, Jupiter, has an outer layer of water around a hundred kilometers thick. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah that. The theory is that there could be some sort of uh, life living there. We don't know if it's intelligent life, but there's possibility. Where, where there's a possibility for life, there isn't a possibility for intelligent life. It's, it's just small. Yeah, it's smaller. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's a viable theory. I think that's something that NASA. I think NASA should be investigating that. You know, go to these places in our solar system that they know have oceans and see what they can find. Yeah. No, that's fair. I. That's fair. I. I don't think that that explains a universe worth of radio silence, though. Apparently, Europa also has a chemical balance almost exactly like Earth's, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's they're primed to have dolphin people. I swear I thought you said Europe. 
has a chemical balance just like Earth too. It's it's like, very, very similar. Like, oh yeah, pretty I guess close. It, it's pretty close. It's about a ninety percent match, <laughs> like a B plus. All right, moving on to some cryptozoology news. Uh, Kentucky resident sees reptilian humanoid. Yes. All right. Turns out it was just Hillary Clinton. Aww. <laughs> she is a lizard person and a demon. <laughs> Now, now we've now we've ventured right into Alex Jones land. It's the government. <laughs> wow, that was spot on. It's the government turning the frogs gay. <laughs> you got to say everything like you're trying to push poop out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do an Alex Jones impression. He like is, you're trying to push poop out, but it just won't come. He's always constipated. You'd think he'd have like one supplement that could help him with that. The man who says he saw the entity twice explains he was sitting in his dining room when the first creature showed up. It was dark outside, and I had an extremely strong feeling to look outside. When I looked out the window, I saw a dark and slim figure standing about ten feet away from the house. It was just Red Man. The eyewitnesses says uh, the eyewitness says the being then looked at him with his piercing red eyes. They looked like they were glowing. He said the second time he reportedly saw it, he was able to notice more of its physical details. I was driving home from work. It was around 10 p.m. I turned onto my street when I saw it walking by. The man then claims he pulled over and was able to watch a dark green scaly creature with big red eyes. The being, he says, then ran in front of his car and quickly disappeared into the woods. Okay. I mean, that, that's what lizard people do. They, they run into the woods. Yep. There's probably a cave in the woods somewhere that leads down to their kingdom. To the hollow earth, yeah. That was the last time I saw a creature like that, he said on MUFON, about the decade-old encounter. Uh, in 2015, a woman told Cryptozoology News that her Native American grandparents had encountered an unidentified reptile-like creature while crossing the Sabine River from Louisiana into Texas in 1920. In 1995, a soldier stationed at Fort Hood said he had seen a bipedal creature, which he later identified as Bigfoot, kneeling on the shoulder of the road on the same bridge the two Native Americans had spotted the dragon 75 years earlier. Coincidence? In 2002, a girl in Virginia claimed to have seen a similar creature while camping at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park in Page County. See, I didn't realize that was a real place. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know that either. I didn't think it was either. I always just pretended that I didn't know the difference between Yellowstone and Jellystone, yeah. like my entire life. Yeah. But now that I know that there's a real Jellystone Park, I really want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she stated that the animal looked like a mix of a horse and a Komodo dragon. With a what? dark gray-brown color. So this is in Jellystone Park. Right. This is not a cartoon animal. <laughs> this is not a bear wearing a tie with no pants. Hey, boo-boo. Yeah, I mean, a that's... Horse, a cross between a horse and a Komodo dragon is terrifying. That is. Yeah, really. that's awful. That's, that's a real dragon. Yeah, that's, that's an actual fucking dragon. That's not a lizard person. That's just a dragon. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to even do with that. That's, that's the weirdest thing in the whole article is the horse-Komodo-dragon hybrid. Yeah. Uh, two women see Bigfoot after Florida's hur Hurricane Hermione. Now, if you guys remember, this was a hurricane that hit uh, north of us mm -hmm. last year at the exact same time that we got hit with Irma. So it was okay. like just a, exactly a year, a year ago. Yeah. Uh, two women in Florida claim they saw an unidentified bipedal creature last year. The two sisters said they were driving in daylight north of Cedar Key one week after Hurricane Hermione on September 11th when they spotted a Bigfoot-like creature crossing the highway. The surrounding area was reportedly flooded with standing water as a result of the hurricane. Now, I'm pretty sure the only highway that runs close to Cedar Key is US-19. 
So this is the same highway that we drive on all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, if Cedar Key, is that up north of us? Yes. Yeah. So is this the same one where like, when we're going to the beach house, is the same damn highway? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I believe it wholeheartedly because like that it, highway is creepy as fuck up there. Oh, yeah. It goes through vast stretches of nothing. Of nothing. Yeah. I wonder if Bigfoot's portal got displaced by the hurricane, and that's why he ended up by the highway. It could be a portal situation. Uh, we were just coming <laughs> out of the curve when we saw it. It turned to look at us and then disappeared into the woods. The eyewitness described it as a large, eight-foot-tall creature with grayish and black hair. We were about 50 yards away from it, they said, estimating its weight between 500 and 700 pounds. Jesus Christ. The sisters believe the animal was an old, matured subject. The Florida women reported turning their vehicle around to go film the area where they claimed to have seen the creature. The footage was not included in the Bigfoot Research Organization report. That's disappointing. The sighting was also reportedly communicated to the Levy County authorities via cell phone. According to their claim, the person on the phone was not surprised at all about the alleged encounter and said that an officer had been previously sent to investigate the area due to a similar incident. So, huh? that's like, yeah, that's like a, a, a place that we could go. We you can know? actually check that out. Yeah, yeah. so next time... Now, I, 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 like, I like this idea, though, of like a hurricane could flush these creatures out, you know? It could well, kind of yeah. screw up their whole game plan of remaining hidden, you know? So next time there's a hurricane, we go up to the beach house. That might be the best time to look for, for Sasquatch, is right after a huge storm disturbs its natural oh, yeah, habitat. We should have looked for Skunk Ape around here when Irma came through. Yeah, Irma didn't really do enough around yeah, it didn't us really do much. To, to bother them, I think. Skunk Ape was like, you pussies, evacuating. <laughs> I, li- <laughs> I live in this... Yeah, that that is an interesting thought, though. Like utilizing kind of natural disasters to hunt these creatures. For those who don't know, the skunk ape is Tampa's version of big, the, our area's version of big. Yeah, it's foot. the same thing. It's like. the same thing. It I'm just smells really bad because it lives in a swamp. No, I mean all we've talked about this before. All Bigfoot. Anytime Bigfoot is ever mentioned with smell, it smells bad. Like skunk ape, skunk ape is just a local name it for just Bigfoot. Smells a little bit worse. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's been reported that uh, a, a lot of the ones in Southern California are smaller. Really? Or not Southern Cal- Southern Florida. Hmm. They're a little bit, a couple feet shorter, like they could be like stunted. But then if you get it to like Ocala, like if you're down, like if, if it's the sightings in the Everglades, it's usually like a five to six foot tall uh, creature being reported. But then if you get it to the Ocala National, National Forest or the Apalachicola Nas- uh, National Forest, they're reported uh, more similar to like creatures that are found in like North Carolina, or the and Texas, ones that live and in stuff. The mountains but, are supposed to be extra tall. Like but what Yeti. if they're right. but if they're walking in the swamp? What if they're like a foot deep in the swamp? That that could be true. Yeah, they could just you know the subjects could just be seeing you know like like the exact same thing, but it's like you know two or three feet cut off because it's in the water. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, so there's been a lot more, I don't know, in the past like year or two, I feel like there's been a lot more sightings in Florida than in previous times. There's been, it I seems think, like it. I think there's been a lot more sightings in general. I just Part of it, I think people are getting nutty. Like, that's part of it. I don't, I think you can cut these sightings probably in half. Like, half of them might be legit and the other half, I mean, we don't even have a picture from these two women from uh, Hurricane Hermine. We, we don't have it. Yeah, see, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy the whole thing, like, uh, when skeptics say, well, then why didn't she just take a picture? Have you ever... 
I mean, you, you, okay, so you're a performer. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and ask to take a picture with you? Yeah. How the fuck long does that always take? It, it does take forever. It takes like two minutes for them to figure out the camera and yeah. then like point it and then like like no when you see a Bigfoot you're they're not going to be able to get their camera phone ready in time. But they even said, if they have it on they them, they said that they they're coming to up to me wanting to take a picture and they know that they want to take a picture. Their phone's already out and it, it still, still takes, takes them forever. two minutes. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Yeah, that, that, is, <laughs> that is a very good point. I just don't buy it. It's it, it's a stressful situation seeing a creature that isn't exposed supposed to exist, yeah. especially when it's something scary that's you know eight feet tall and seven hundred pounds. It's like damn. Yeah, that does. Uh, that puts a your little bit more Your first instinct on it. is to definitely just keep driving. Yeah. That's your first instinct, and then you might go, "Wait a minute, though this this is really cool. I got to check it out." And then by that time, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. And a lot of these people who end up having sightings like this aren't searching Bigfoot out. They're not mentally prepared right. for this to happen. So Yeah, it seems like most people that see Bigfoot are, are not, not searching looking for, for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Seems like everybody that's searching for Bigfoot Never is failing it. miserably. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how that works out. Because it's hard to find shit in the woods. It has to be by accident. It, yeah, it's hard to find shit in the woods. And then also, you, you don't think if these creatures are intelligent, they know that they're being stalked? Yeah. You know, like... They're, they're more used to being in the woods than you are, so they know how to deal with that and hide better yeah, they than can you know hear, how to look. They could probably, you know, notice us coming from, like, several miles away. I'm sure. If we ever have merch, I think we need a t-shirt that says it's hard to find shit it's in the woods. It's hard to find shit in the woods. Yeah. Mysteriousnesses.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to some uh, paranormal stuff. All right. That was... I can't tell if that was creepy or sexy. Right. Oh, no, let's move on to some UFO stuff. I, I really wanted to talk about this. Florida GOP congressional candidate says she was abducted by aliens. You know, this is the first time I've seen her picture, and she looks fucking crazy. Okay, I need to she see She does this. have uh, the crazy eyes. Oh, she looks like she's wearing a, like a skin mask. Yeah, she's wearing somebody she's else's She's wearing a face. lot of makeup, yes. Duh. And her hair is obviously... She's an older lady... That is like, she's one of those older ladies in Florida that you always see that's trying to make it look like she's not older, but that never works. It never makes you look younger, it just makes you look weird. She's it just getting those. accentuates your older features. She's getting those Botox injections for 1050 now. Did you know, like, I saw that the other day. You can get Botox injections for $10.50. What does that do? I don't fucking know. Like, make your face your, fatter? Yeah, it smooths out your. It basically, so it gets rid of the wrinkles. You just eat a couple cheeseburgers. Yeah, eat some you cheeseburgers. You retain some water, your face will tighten right up. It's cheaper and it tastes better. <laughs> a Republican congressional candidate in Florida claims she was once abducted by Jesus-like aliens at the age of seven. What? Bettina Rodriguez Agu Aguilera is one of many candidates vying for the a U.S. House seat, which is currently held by Republican Representative Athena Ross Leitman. Leitman? Something Latinan? like that. Latinan? The video only came to light recently. In it, she says, I went in, there were some round seats that were there, and some quartz rocks that of controlled course. the ship. Not like airplanes. Oh, of course not. She went on to say that the aliens looked like the Christ, looked like Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro, and they were very blonde. So like a hundred foot tall Jesus? Is that what she's saying? A <laughs> hundred foot tall rock Jesus? <laughs> a stone Jesus with blonde hair? No, I, so what? Uh, they were just... Dressed like Jesus in robes? I guess. I mean, that's kind of a common uh, contactee 
uh, yeah, wearing robes and stuff yeah, like, like that. Are you sure she wasn't just seeing like the ring wraiths in their true form? <laughs> it could be. You have. I mean. It, it it might it's it's definitely not that you've been playing a Lord of the Rings game yeah, nonstop way too for like a week. Fucking much, yeah. <laughs> uh, God is a universal energy, not a person. It's in everything. God talks to people, and they understand it in different ways. But there's only one religion. That sentence is contradictory. She's not alone. Many well-respected scientists, including Stephen Hawking, believe in the possibility of intelligent life elsewhere. Though she is not thrilled with the report, she hasn't denied the abduction, and the mystery continues. I don't know if that's like the same thing as what Stephen Hawking is saying. Yeah, yeah. I think comparing <laughs> comparing her to Stephen Hawking is is a disservice to Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, so why aren't the aliens visiting Stephen Hawking? Maybe they are. Smart, he's the smartest guy in the world, right? Maybe they are, but he's just not talking about it. Maybe. Oh, you think he's gonna do like a Rick and Morty esque like booby trap and trap them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that. All geniuses. He he has he has like a uh, a exoskeleton suit that he could fight them with. <laughs> His whole house is a Faraday cage, trying <laughs> to trap alien visitors and time travelers. No, yeah, I think I think if they if they did contact Stephen Hawking, I think Stephen Hawking would be like, yeah, you know, I've done a lot of good stuff for science. No one's gonna believe this. They're just gonna treat me like this this Republican congressional candidate in Florida. So I'm gonna keep it to myself. I uh, I don't know. Stephen Hawking probably doesn't give a fuck what people think about him. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> this is true. the guy that whose wife divorced him for cheating on him with his nurse. When this is when he was fully paralyzed. paralyzed. Yeah. So like, I don't even know what kind of freaky shit he was doing. I don't think he gives a fuck. I would I would love to know. I would love to know how they were working that out. Like <laughs> the mechanics of that alone is awesome. Just a couple rubber band, a rubber band, and a pop. Just sticks. hitting his legs with bamboo shoots. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what he's into. <laughs> yeah, at first when you said congressional candidate, I was like, I you don't thought it was know. like a legit congressional. Yeah, candidate? yeah, I was like, I don't know if this makes it more believable or less believable. And then you're like, a Republican congressional candidate in Florida. Okay, less believable. <laughs> this is a Florida man story if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Also, she looks like a murderer. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she looks like a mommy dearest type of situation. She looks like she's wearing a latex mask. All right, now we can do some uh, paranormal stuff. Uh, video of alleged high school ghost leaves internet petrified. Oh, I, I oh, keep this seeing creepy. this on Facebook. Yeah, I put it up on the mysterious uh, Mysteriousness's uh, Facebook page just because I thought it was interesting. Uh, surveillance footage capturing a ghost, in quotes, terrorizing the halls of a school in Ireland is going viral online. The clip taken by security cameras in one of the hallways at Deer Park CBS High School was posted to the school's YouTube page earlier last week and has already garnered over 5 million views. The footage shows a series of unexplained events from a set of lockers appearing to violently shake with no visible force moving them, to notebooks flying across the halls and a wet floor sign being completely destroyed by no one in sight. According to reports, the spooky footage was conveniently captured on October 1st at 3 a.m., what is oddly enough known as the witching hour. Is that true? I mean, people have called 3 a.m. the witching hour. Oh, okay. yeah. what, is the, what does that mean? What is it's the just hour? when spooky shit's supposed to go down. I thought it was like midnight. It's like people... Like it, midnight to like 3 a.m.? It's Yeah, it's kind of like that kind of period. Like some people say it's at 3 and 2. Like 3 and 2 is the most common. Okay. Uh, if it's a prank, we don't know how it was done. Motion sensors were set off at this time. That's how it was caught, the school's principal, Aaron Wolf, told uh, Unilad. 
As Wolf said, this isn't the first time something creepy has happened in the school, which is apparently the oldest school in the city at nearly 200 years old. Oh, yeah. The school okay. Then definitely haunted. Our caretaker has worked in the school for over 30 years. He recalls many stories of paranormal activity, Wolf explained. For example, on one occasion, the school bus was hoisting or hosting an exotic hoisting an exotic bird, hosting an exotic bird show, and the birds arrived the next day before because the organizers were worried that someone might break in and steal the birds. Someone had to stay overnight. Uh, that person left in the school left the school in the middle of the night. They refused to stay any longer, as they said they had heard the last call being played on a trumpet. Of course, this could have just been the wind. As if kids didn't already have reasons to play hooky. Ah, cute. So let's take a look at this video. Uh, the video does have uh, sound, but since I'm going to show it to Lauren, it's not going to have any sound. But you can check Sorry, this guys. out in the show notes. And they, like, there's no words being uh, said or anything. It's, it's just, just like the sounds of the things actually happening. Oh, okay, and that's not a big deal. So I do, and I also I do I do find it uh, kind of kind of cool that motion sensors were actually set off yeah you know? that is it's like did the ghost set off the motion sensors or did just the stuff the moving stuff, around i think it was probably the stuff moving around right so let's check this out can you uh, maximize that yeah i can uh, make it a little bigger here enhance so right now we're t taking a look like nothing happens for like the first few moments and it starts like at the back of that hallway back there if you're okay. watching yep. this at home. Yeah. Oh, shit! So the front door just pops open, and then you can see a little blurry something that looks like it came in. And it's yeah. shut. Yeah. And it slams shut, and then uh going to start seeing some lockers get, locker doors get slammed. It's almost like someone's like throwing like a tantrum. Yeah, someone's pissy today. There Someone got a... What? What the fuck? This locker at the front shaking, shaking. here. Just rocking back and forth. This is like somebody's like like a kid's throwing like a tantrum. Yeah, somebody's like, being a dick. Because Julie said she wouldn't go to the dance with him. Yeah. And then nothing happens for a little while, and I think a couple more things actually happen. I definitely know that that uh, that sign gets that sign damaged. definitely gets uh, thrown. Okay, so that oh locker that kid's lo locked locker pops open, and some books and papers fall That's under the really ground. That's really curious. Yeah, so it's like a fuck? real locker. If it's a prank, it's a well-designed prank. It's a really well-done prank. I wonder if they checked behind the locker that got moved, like if there was some sort, some of, sort of... I'm sure that they did. But it... And now, then, how but, the I mean, fuck did that happen? Yeah, exactly. So the, the little sign gets kicked. Let's go back to that real quick. Yeah, yeah it like flips over. It just so. flips over and kind of comes apart. And it looks like somebody actually kicked it. Unless, yeah... The only thing I could think is like a string on one of the legs gets like hoisted up to like a pulley somewhere, but I don't but know. There's no that doesn't explain any every, everything else. Yeah. I think that's it. That's insane. I don't know. Let's go back. Can we go back to the beginning real quick where the locker moves? I just want to look at that. All right. I'm so just impressed by the fact that the locker doesn't fall over. Yeah, it starts rocking, but then doesn't fall over. It rocks more and more and more. I feel like it should have slows fallen down. over. It looks like it's about past its tipping point at one point, but yeah. then it gets pulled back. So here's the thing. is Right behind that third locker that moves, there's a window. And what I'm curious about is if somebody was able to move that window just enough... To, like... Stick something in there. To stick something in there, but that still doesn't explain the other locker popping. The lockers more open. are pretty heavy, you know. They're f if they're filled with school books and stuff, they're they're yeah. kind of heavy. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm trying to. It's one thing to like stand in front of it and rock it back and forth, which is what it looks. But to like, like. reach from a window and yeah, like and do push that. it that far without knocking it over. Well, the only way you could do that would be this is this is kind of like a dumb version, but I could imagine someone taking a plunger, attaching it to that locker, and then keeping it stuck so it doesn't fall over all the way. That's mm-hmm. the only way I can see like something stuck to it so it doesn't. So you keep pulling it yeah, back. Yeah, or like a, a broomstick attached to it somehow. Yeah, but that's the only thing in that entire video that I can kind of explain. The Let's go the back to the beginning. Part. Look at this door popping door open again. Yeah. Open. Let's watch that. Rewatch that part. Because that's kind of a... It's kind of a big move. It is. It's a really... It just flies open like way too fast. Yeah, yeah those are like... And it just shuts again. And then it slams it moves shut. so quickly. That it's, is weird. It's And, you know, usually those doors they are on, a, like, those pressure things yeah. so that you can't even you slam can't it slam back. You can't slam it like that. Yeah, it's it's very hard to slam those because it's got the thing to slow no, it down. No, the door moves unnaturally fast. Yeah. It's so this weird. is weird. Uh, take a look at it and let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, it definitely could be fake, but just looking at it, just, just, the, just the amount of... Uh, Time and effort that would go into, um, you know, making making this making happen. this prank happen. Also, if the j- just to set up this prank, just to set up this prank, they would have set off the motion sensors well before this point. Unless yeah. they set the they uh, the only way if they but managed- if they set the motion other motion sensors off if they broke into the building, then they would have found that footage of people setting this up. That's true, but I'm thinking that they if they did do this, the only way they could do that without setting off the motion sensors would be if they managed to set all this up during school hours. Right. But still, they should be able to acquire footage of them setting shit up during school hours. So who knows? Take yeah, a look at it. Know. Let us know what you think. Uh, here's an older story. This is actually uh, recounted uh, during a uh, during a meeting of the Lyce- Lyceum Club. Lyceum? Lyceum Club? Mm-hmm. What is that exactly? I don't. I don't know. Mm. I just. Heard, I know the the word is familiar to me. What does the word mean? Lyceum. It's just a Latin word. I it's, forget what it means. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to. So this is uh, from an archive uh, from 1927, October 19th, 1927. So, uh, what is that? It's uh, 90 years ago today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, exactly today. That's funny. Yeah, 90 years ago. So this, uh, an entity which uh, tore the clothes off a woman medium into shreds, assaulted the believers in spiritual, and chased away unbelieving ghost hunters, and threw a pier down a staircase in a haunted house in Torquay, was the most ferocious of the spirits described on Monday at the authentic ghost story dinner at the Lyceum Club. Uh, Miss Violet Tweedale... The leader of the little band of ghost storytellers told about this particular entity. It was my most unbelievable experience, she said. In the summer of 1921, I visited a well-known haunted house in Torquay with a party of six. There were four ghost hunters simply out for a phenomenon and who knew nothing. There was a certain Captain McCormick. I like how they say that back then. There was a certain, certain. <laughs> Captain McCormick who had a wonderful who had wonderful psychic experiences and there was a Mrs. Thistle, a Torquay woman medium. I was the seventh. The haunted house was close to our own dwelling on the high road but back in a large garden. Following the medium, we went upstairs to a large empty room flooded with sunshine and without a single article of furniture. 
In a moment or two, the medium was controlled by an entity known to all Torquay as the Servant. Mrs. Thistle staggered towards the door of the dismantled be uh, bathroom, wailing, Oh, my poor master! Then the entity was thrust out, and the medium was controlled by a terrible entity known locally as the Doctor, a foreigner who had occupied the house 50 years ago, and some of whose patients disappeared in mysteriousness, mysterious circumstances. Sorry. All right. Uh, superhuman strength. Uh, the medium swearing and blaspheming attacked the four ghost hunters and chased them away. When she attacked Captain McCormick and tore wounds in his face, controlled by the doctor, her strength was superhuman. The doctor entity was swept away as suddenly as it had taken possession, and the medium began battling with an unseen entity which made horrible noises and cries of a tiger. We saw nearly all her clothes stripped from her by unseen hands. So, like, like her clothes are getting torn off but by something invisible. Mm -hmm. uh, it, looked as, it looked as though she would be killed. I stood transfixed with horror, watching the sight. Then I rushed forward and placed myself between the medium and the attacking spirit, calling out that it could not hurt me. I felt as if I wore armor and I could feel blows above it. The room gradually cleared, but the medium appeared to be dead, and it was only after half an hour of work that we were able to bring her around. The entity uh, which attacked us was the same which nearly killed Lord St. Andouris some time before. He was thrown from the top of the stairs to the bottom. The Countess of Tankerville said she had a vision at Chillingham Castle of a scene of 400 years ago, which she subsequently verified as historically correct. Miss Helen Burlose presided the dinner. Oh, so that didn't have anything to do with the story. Yeah, that was just random. Yeah. <laughs> um, my problem with this is that the spiritualist societies of the 1920s, like through throughout the 30s, were so full of shit. Were so they full did of fake shit. a lot of stuff. Like, like it, it's like it's been written down the lengths that they went to fake seances and experiences like this. So I'm more likely to believe in this case that this was all planned by the medium and some helpers, and they got some good money out of the six people they took on the tour. Yeah. I don't know. The guy getting thrown down the stairs, though. I mean, that's that's dangerous. That is dangerous. <laughs> but, but they didn't give a shit about getting sued in the 1920s. They did whatever they, they did whatever they needed to do. That's like, true. Just blame it on the ghost. Yeah. 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 You can't sue a ghost. Yeah. These well, people. Well, not back then. You couldn't. Yeah. If, now if the person can. getting thrown down the stairs believed it was a ghost, they're not going to sue anyone. No, they're not going to sue. I don't even know if people sued each other back then. Not as much as they do now. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I I I do like the account of superhuman strength. But then again, they didn't expect much from a woman back then. Just her coming at a dude with full force would be considered superhuman at that time. Yeah, because women were weak. That's how they were perceived, yes. Okay. All right, well, one more story, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, I just thought this one was interesting. Uh, do we see... Uh, let me crumbcast this to you. Do, do we see... The Native American gentleman looking at his iPhone. Absolutely, this one is. <laughs> this is the weirdest shit ever. Did like, I say African American? I mean Native American. You said Native American. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of this picture at all. Because he's like he he's not only looking at his iPhone. He's got his other hand out like, "Yo, dude, look at this shit." Like he's seeing some interesting shit yeah, on that he's phone. Showing this dude some memes. Yeah. Yeah, there's either memes or he's reading like a comments section. Yeah, someone said something really rude. <laughs> uh, it's not ex it's not clear exactly who this man is, but he might 
as well be popping off a selfie or thumbing through his newsfeed. He seems to gaze into the handheld device in such a way that renders all too familiar today as if he's just read a bad tweet or recoiling from a Trump-related push notification from the Times. <laughs> he would almost look unremarkable if only he and the world around him existed at any point in the past decade. But the uh, multi-part New Dual Era mural the man occupies titled Mr. Pantheon and the Setting of Springfield predates the iPhone by seven decades. Completed in 1937 by the late Italian semi-abstract painter Umberto Romano, Settling is loosely based on actual events that occurred around the pre-revolutionary war encounter between members of two prominent New England tribes, the Potomac and the Nipmuc, and English settlers at the village of Agawam, in present-day Massachusetts in the 1630s, some 200 years before the advent of electricity. So, uh, I, read, I read the article, and basically, the uh, historian saying that uh, uh, the, her interpretation of a lot of this painting is, like, very off. Like, it's not actually, like, very real. Like, the painting's not actually very realistic. Because mm-hmm. if you look back here, there's a, there's a guy, you know, like... Pulling something out of a... Boat. Pulling something out of a boat, but the boat doesn't look like a real boat. No, it's it's all. And it doesn't look like yeah, and so some of the things look kind of real, but then there's also like a witch flying on a broom up here. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's yeah. a witch, and then the, and then down here, there's this like this the guy with the iPhone is sitting in what appears to be a canoe, but yeah. there's no boat that's ever a, looked like it that. It almost looks like a coffin, like yeah, a coffin actually, or a bathtub, maybe. Like I don't know, but it it's supposed to be probably. I don't know. So it is a semi-abstract painting. So the the historian is saying that that could be like a mirror, which was like commonly used back then to uh, as as like a gift to like interact with like Native American peoples because they didn't didn't have mirrors. Although it doesn't really look like a mirror. It looks exactly like an iPhone. It looks just (laughs) like an iPhone. I don't know. That's some weird shit. Uh, What else do they say it could be? Let's see. See, adding a uh, focus on. Oh yeah, so the the paintings actually focus on William Pantheon. Uh, he's at the center wearing pink. Who wrote the meritorious price of our redemption, the first book to ever be banned and sub- subsequently burned on American soil, and who just happens to be the earliest colonial ancestor of the elusive living novelist Thomas Pantheon. So this is like a very notable historical figure <laughs> and huh. he's he wrote a book that's the only one to be burned publicly on american soil oh weird so yeah i don't know with the witch being there it's hard to i don't know but it does it just looks like a guy that's checking his checking his uh dms and he's yeah. so he's so prominently placed in the front which is really weird i don't i don't know what to make of that at all yeah, and, and, and I don't know, the historian says that like he could be making that face because he's like seeing his own reflection for the first time, but that's bullshit because he's looked at his reflection before. Yeah, he's, he's, seen, mirror. he's seen water before. Right. Shit. So, I don't know, check that out in our show notes and let us know what you think. Uh, right now we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with extra planetary experiences. Alright, 
and we're back. Welcome back to the episode. Uh, right now, we're going to... That gonna... was a really short break. It was, yeah. We, we decided to take like a two-minute... I mean, sorry, a two-day-long break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're back, and we're going to be talking about extraplanetary experiences. Uh, basically, we're going to discuss uh, the possibility of uh, reports that contactees or abductees in the past have actually gone with extraterrestrials and visited some of their planets. Also, I'm in the room, too, now. Yeah, we brought Jared. Oh, yeah, Jared's here. Uh, we, we didn't tell him not to come, so, yeah. you know, here he is. Yeah, because it's uninvited. Yeah. I was brought by the aliens. Did the aliens, uh, they brought you here? Did they bring yeah. you to their home world? No, they brought me from my house straight to here. Not even Carl's Jr.? Nope. Not even a s- ice cream sundae? No, they were real dicks about yeah, it. They just wanted to put you in your natural habitat, they, which they is They said here. that uh, I had to be here to ruin this podcast. All right. Well, here you are. We're glad to have you. Uh, they did stop at El Pollo Loco on the way. Well, that's always Yeah, good. but they wouldn't let me get anything. Uh, so let's see. Let's. I'm gonna go through some of these. Uh, I, I have a book that we're gonna be talking about, but I also found like a uh, kind of this cool list. Swedenborg. Uh, the Swedish philosopher Emanuel Swedenborg believed the universe was filled with other planets inhabited by humans, those spiritual beings. Uh, I always find that interesting because like a lot of these that we're talking about, like they talk a lot about spirituality. Yeah, it's it's always. The, I feel like it's a really common thing that. You know, people get abducted by aliens, and either they're the really scary. It was an angel. Either they're the scary ones that probe you, or they're love and light messengers. Well, I got I got a good mixture of both. So, or sometimes uh, there's there's a couple of reports in this book of people dealing with the Greys, but they're like you know like kind of good guys. I don't know. I feel so weird about the whole uh, light language. I think the Greys are good aliens. Do you? Yeah. Why? Emotional, because they're the ones that always take him to Carl's Jr. Yeah, they yeah. take me to Carl's Jr. The guys who dropped me off today, reptilicocks. They wouldn't even take him to Hardee's. You know, yeah. what's the point of having a spaceship if you can't dash out to to get the good version of Hardee's? Exactly. So, gray aliens, red burrito, my boys. Like, that's Carl's Jr. Yeah, the yeah, did they uh, did they show you the curvature of the tube? Oh. We're not getting into tube Earth. Nope. I di- I said maybe later. Uh-huh. It's well, it is later. It, it is later. It's two but days not, later. Not yet. And you have the second expert on two no, birth here. Mike is already telling my coworkers about two birth. Oh, oh I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't All right. Bring so, to anyway, so this guy, he claimed to have been guided by God and an angel through spiritual tours of heaven, hell, and the cosmos. Through the Lord, he was able to commune with spirits, not just of this world, but also of others. Swedenborg's voyage through the solar system was a spiritual journey, but he came back armed with knowledge of our neighbors. Men of the moon were described as dwarves about the size of a seven-year-old boy, through st- uh, though stouter in stature and with thunderous voices. Mercurians resembled earthlings that wore tight clothing. So that's the only difference between that? <laughs> okay. It's like they just dress more stylish. They're, just, you know, they're, 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 they're more, more sexy. They're, they're the sexier. gay version. Yeah, they're <laughs> sexy. Sexy Was the aliens. spaceship this guy used a combination of absinthe and LSD? I don't know, but you should try it. Okay. Uh, they were also hungry for knowledge, able to read memories from approaching in- individuals, and counted Aristotle as one of their population. The inhabitants of Venus were divided into two groups— one peaceful and gentle, the other fierce thieves. What? Wait. Uh, what? what? So they're. Th- Wait. So their society is is philo- is like major philosophers, and rotten pickpockets. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think they might be experiencing a little bit of a uh, racist movement going on Dirt on Venus. Orphans. 
That's okay. M- uh, Martians resembled humans of various hues without facial hair. They lived in perfect communes, wrong thinkers being exiled, wore clothes made from tree bark, and were apparently the best people in the universe. Okay. The inhabitants of Jupiter were all upright, soft-spoken, happy, and family-oriented people with an obsession with washing their faces and a tendency to walk on their hands. What? This guy is full of garbage. <laughs> this is This guy just insane. went to this guy got high and went to Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally, Satur- Saturnians, is that how I would Saturnians? say it? Saturnians? were res- uh, restrained, humble people with low self-esteem. What the fuck? They had little interest in food and clothing. Rather than burying their dead, they would cover them with leaves. <laughs> Swedenborg <laughs> never got around to visiting other planets of the solar system through the angels, perhaps because they hadn't been discovered yet by Earthlings. Like, what a... So let's pretend all this shit's real for a second. So he comes back, and the only thing he has to say about Saturnians is that they fucking had low self-esteem. That's rude. (laughs) That's rude. If you're an ambassador to another world. That's fucking rude. He just sounds like a gossiping bitch. Yeah. That's like I went to fucking Sweden. I'm like, yeah, they all have body odor. Yeah, those Venusians are just... Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> They're space gypsies. <laughs> what the fuck? Bury their dead by just kicking a few leaves over them. Uh, Howard Menger, a UFO contactee and a legend reincarnated Satur- Sat- Saturian. Oh, did he have low self-esteem too? <laughs> yeah, Howard uh. Menger claimed to have been taken on joyrides through the solar system on a flying saucer. His interaction with aliens began at the age of 10 when a mysterious woman in the forest told him he was chosen and destined for great things. Yeah, buddy. He had intermittent contact during his service in the Pacific War, but after leaving the Army, he spent a lot of time helping visitors from Venus and Mars blend in with Earth clothing. The women apparently had trouble with high heels and rejected bras entirely. So they were hippies. sexy. That's where the hippie movement came from. Venusians. (laughs) Uh, Later, he would remember... He was actually the reincarnated spirit of Sat- Sat- Saturnarian. Saturnian? Saturnian? I don't know. I've never heard that word spoken It's not loud. a real word. It doesn't matter how you say it, really. This is some bullshit. Yeah, because nobody lives there. Yeah. Uh, he was reincarnated as a man named... Uh, reincarnated from a man named Sol Dunaro, who occupied the body of a dead one-year-old named Howard Menger at the end of a wonderful relationship with a Venusian woman. Wait, Wait what? Hold on. This... Okay, what? He Wait. said he occupied the body of a dead one-year-old named Howard. So basically, Howard Menger died as, as a in, one-year-old. Infant. And then this dude's soul jumped into his body after he had a wonderful relationship with a Venusian woman. Okay. What the shit? It's hot. I'm... Wait, hold on. No, because this thing with the Venusian woman happened when he was 10, and apparently he died when he was 1. No, no, he's a lot. He's... He's alive, but his body's alive, but the soul of Howard Menger is gone. What? The- All right, just, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Ooh, he describes Venus pretty cool. He described beautiful suburbs with redwood trees on Venus, unfamiliar animals, and people walking around in pastel clothing. He would also take a trip to the moon after receiving a lunar photo containing over 15... Pro- uh, that's his potato. Potato, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's even better. A lunar potato containing over 15% protein from a contact in Philadelphia. Yeah? The Is lunar trip would require a week and a half of uh, atomic processing in order to exist on the moon's expression of reality. 
On arrival, Menger reported beautiful pearl-shaped aerodomes, women in gowns offering refreshments, floating trains, and a number of Russian, German, and Japanese tour groups. Wait, what? <laughs> what? He even reported a huge crashed bullet-shaped vehicle said to be the remains of an exploratory vessel from another world. There's fucking tour groups? <laughs> Wait. What the shit? Did he accidentally go to, like, the like fucking science museum in He DC? went to Epcot Center. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Epcot Center. That's that's the description of Epcot Center. Oh, Beautiful wait, domes, oh. women with refreshments. Oh read my god, Japanese what? tour groups. <laughs> read the last sentence. This is great. Oh, sorry. This uh, page is acting really slow and crappy. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with it is. There it goes. Back on Earth later in life, he recanted his story, blaming it all on a CIA, CIA mind experiment, experiment, only to recant back to his original story in the 1980s. Okay. So. so the CIA gave him acid, sent him to Epcot Center. That's yeah. what it sounds like. I feel like I just solved That's that. exactly what that yeah. they, they gave him the MKUltra. And then dropped him off at Epcot. Which, okay. Th- like, that I can believe much sooner than any of this other shit. I wonder what happened that made him take it back. Like he's like, nah, nah. Here's here's really a happened. here's a more recent one. In 2014, an alleged whistleblower named Captain K claimed he had spent 17 of his 20 years in the military on Mars, protecting five sub- civilian colonies. He claims he was recruited into the Mars Defense Force from a covert branch of the U.S. Marine Corps called Special Section. Although the MDF apparently recruits from a number of different military branches. Yeah, I've heard of all these. I've never... I was in the Marine Corps, and I never heard of anything called special section. But then again, I was not special. Yeah. They didn't recruit you. Yeah, they didn't... I mean, god damn it, now I feel like a loser. Yeah. No, you're not a loser. You're just not special. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't even get recruited. Just a normal, mundane, gray piece of oatmeal. I didn't even get recruited for, like, the special section, much less the Mars Defense Force. Well, you're not special. Yeah. yeah, also your name doesn't start with your rank. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the main human colony on Mars is Ares Prime, built in the middle of a crater. Captain K reports Mars has a breathable atmosphere and occasionally balmy climate. So it's Jamaica. Basically. His mission was to defend the human colonies from the two indigenous races, what? a reptile race and an insectoid race, aggressive in defense but not expansionist usually content to leave the MDF and the Mars Colony Corporation alone. Oh, it's a corporation now. Uh, things took a turn toward the end of his service as all human military personnel were ordered to retrieve a sacred reptilian arti- artifact from a cave. The ensuing battle killed almost 1,000 personnel and left only 27 survivors. This is amazing. So you do not try to steal reptilian artifacts. That's just... That's just... It's poor, it's poor just, sense. No, that's just normal corporate greed don't right there. Don't poke the bear. Like... They were content to pretty much leave you alone, and then and you, you got to steal their thing. artifacts. That's fucking stupid. It's corporate greed. Captain K said he hopes his testimony will bring uh, to light the breakaway human civilization on Mars, and he has been backed up by uh, mm-hmm. Michael Relf, who also claims his 20 years of service included covert operations on the Red Planet. Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, who claims to be the great-granddaughter of the president also claimed attempts were made to recruit her for the Mars colony. In 2015, Captain K's real name was revealed to be Randy Kramer, 
who gave further details such as the moon landing being a cover for extensive operations on the moon in the 1950s and Mars in the 1960s, and the U.S. Marines Special Section being set up by President Eisenhower as a counterweight to to uh, Majestic 12. Now, what is Majestic 12 again? Because I know we talked about They're that They're like a, the offshoot of the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I didn't even get recruited to fight the Illuminati. I know, dude. Illuminati. Illuminati. I think you got to be like at least twice as smart. And a thirty-third degree Mason. Also, you have to be way more crazy. Yeah, and and a little bit special. (laughs) Okay, so the first one from this book uh, entitled "Extraplanetary Experiences." uh, The first one I want to read. This is from uh, Norma Milanovic. PhD. This interview was conducted in 2009. Some of the highlights real quick. I've never read from a book on a show. This is like difficult because for one, I, I have trouble reading and there's in no general. light in here. And he's having to use his hands. This is like, yeah, this is like a cave and I have to use my hands. I have to like point this book at the screen. This is why I hate books. This is why I only read on tablets now because I can read in the dark I can I, I can like highlight things without any, ruining the book. Any stupid thing we ever say on this show now can be justified by that sentence. This is why books a million went under. This is yeah because these things these things are cumbersome. You know, if you were special, you could read just read the book. Yeah, this is why you weren't selected. Yeah. Well, if you were special, you could read it while it was sitting across the room on a shelf. Out of the light language. Yeah. So uh, this is this is Norma's journey uh, journeys to uh, Alpha Centauri. So she said, here again, mostly what I saw is this bluish-gray color with white silver and little bit of gold sometimes. She's talking about the atmosphere. Their colors are more like metallic colors. Even the white and the blue parts of them are like our new cars today, where they're called metallic blue or metallic white because there is a sheen of metallic glisten to them. From my experience, everything there reflects that kind of coloring. Did you see any type of landscape? No, I saw that the buildings and everything have a purpose. I saw beings with extraordinary grace, and there was no anger in them at all. They were almost creator beings that have the purpose for creation. They appear to be so highly evolved that I don't think they understand what destruction is. I didn't see trees or anything like that. I just saw these crystalline buildings and that everything supports their minds and is what they are to create. So, she's basically talking about these like beings that can... Are, are so so evolved that they can create and solve problems almost you instantly. listen to the way she s- structures her sentences, I already know she's fucking nuts and bullshitting. She's a PhD, Just, though. I don't give a shit. We have to support her. She's a PhD in bullshit. Because, check this out. It, yeah, she what goes, is her PhD she in goes on to say. <laughs> she goes on to say, all, there, all the buildings served a purpose. Yeah, that's what buildings fucking do. Buildings are there to serve a fucking purpose. That is true. That's true. <laughs> so you guys just want to build a skyscraper for no fucking yeah, reason? Yeah, don't I mean, put anything I in do. it. Yeah, I mean, the, the only buildings that serve no purpose are ruins. And then she goes on to say, they were almost like creator beings, beings that only that create or some shit like that. It's like, that they doesn't... They had no dis- concept of destruction. Th- like... But no, like the phrase, they were like creator <laughs> beings, beings that create. She didn't describe anything further. It's just this very cyclical. They just they just create. Their their home dimension is just a palace of clutter. No, it's Alpha Centauri. It's a real place, Jared. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get get your celestial geography. It's full in of order. clutter, though. Okay. It is a little clutter. It's just like a, a ton of Lego bricks everywhere. Does she mention where this was in relation to the tube? 
Uh, we're not talking about the tube right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. So she talks about their size. Yes, they were about seven feet tall. But when I saw them in other places, like here on Earth, they were much taller. So when she saw them on Earth, they were even taller. So, what, so they stretch. So maybe gravity? that's like maybe the gravity on that planet that, yeah, that would shrinks be them a little bit. That would be a gravity thing. Uh, they grow down, not up. Especially if their bones are like cat bones, where they're not connected. Yeah, she says they live anywhere between 700 to 1,000 years. Uh, the guy who wrote this book, T.J. Streacher, uh, says, Do you recall looking into their eyes? Yes, I do. They have those steel blue piercing radiant eyes filled with light. When they look at one another with their mental abilities so highly developed... They gaze with a tremendous amount of love and compassion in their eyes. They command some of the wisest eyes you could ever imagine. You just know they can read everything about you. They have wisdom in their minds that far surpasses whatever we can command on Earth. At least that is what is true with the group I know. I know there are many who are much more intelligent than I or my colleagues. These, being, uh, uh, these beings appear to have an IQ of probably 250 in comparison to our measurement of IQ on Earth averaging 100. I have, like, an IQ of, like, 360, you know. Uh, last time I took it, which was 20 minutes ago. I take it about every 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it just keeps going up. Yeah. yeah. I, keep, I keep taking the same test, so I feel like I'm getting good at it, you know? I think it's well, really, yeah, right. really <laughs> strange. Practice makes perfect. To try to attribute an IQ to aliens that apparently don't aliens. even understand the concept of destruction. Yeah, well, they, I mean... It, it seems to me their IQ should be lower in that. O- only low IQ individuals break things. Like, have you ever seen someone, like a little kid who just knocks a sandcast over? You can all, We can all agree he's a dumb piece of shit, right? Well, Trump's got a high IQ and he breaks things all the time. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... Well, he's... I mean, according to Trump, he has a high yeah, IQ. He did, he did challenge uh, Stephen Hawking... To take an IQ test w- against him to prove he was smarter than him. I'm pretty sure that's please accurate don't news. Tell, yeah. Please and don't tell me that's, that's that. That is true. That is a real, <laughs> that is a real thing. Uh, Stephen Hawking uh, cowered it out like a coward. Yeah. Everybody knows that Donald I Trump is smart. IQ not a gay. Oh my God! I can't. I can't. I can't follow you. You've got a path I can't follow. I can't do it, Jared. I can't live this. Well, you know, maybe, maybe if you learn how to create. All you got to do in times like these, where you're getting freaked out, is just. Throw your hands up in the air and let the tube take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring God. up the tube. I'm so tired. <laughs> All right, so this uh, this guy is uh, another one that traveled to Mars. His name is Gary Northcott. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a real name. Sounds totally real. Is he a PhD? What? Is he a PhD? No, he's got a master's degree. In oh, what is, a he, is he special? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if the aliens are taking you, you're special. That's true. So, I mean, they take me places. Yeah, and you're special. That's true. Yeah, you don't even have popcorn in your beard today. No. It's good for you. They're improving him, slowly. Uh, so Gary says, I must tell you that the planet I visited is the planet Mars. I have a National Geographic map of Mars, as well as a Mars globe, so I'm familiar with the physical appearance of the planet. Well, anyone who owns a Mars globe (laughs) knows what he's talking about. (laughs) It is somewhat smaller than Earth. That globe is definitely yeah. so far. <laughs> the Mars globe is somewhat untrue. smaller than the Earth globe. Hey, I have a National Geographic map of Mars, so I know what it looks like. Hey, he's a, he's studying it. Okay, no oh subscription. He has a National Geographic subscription. I just, I, I'm sorry. So uh, the 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 interviewer TJ says, "Where do you think this planet is?" 
Gary says, it is the fourth planet in orbit around our sun. Nailed it. It comes before the asteroid belt, so it is quite some distance past the moon, but before you get to Jupiter. Per- that's accurate. See, that's why we should all have I've verified this. National yeah. Geographic subscription. This is verified already, so please continue yeah, with this true story. Uh, why did the guy writing this and then ask the, him that DJ question? DJ says, and the name you mentioned for this planet is Mars, correct? Gary says, yes, it's Mars. Boom. Nailed that question, too. That was a trick question. I do got to explain that this uh, the person who wrote this book is like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. What is it, it sounds like they're a psycho. Just uh, trying psychology. to trick people who know the truth into so fucking he's a, up. He's a, he's a psychiatrist, or he's got a doctorate, uh, or he's got an MD in psychology. So oh, yeah. MD? Okay. So he is trying to... to to pick at him like So, that. yeah, there you know, there are other parts of this book that sets it up as, like, a study interviewing these people or whatever, but I wasn't interested with all that kind of stuff. I'm more interested in, you know... The crazy the, shit. Yeah, the, yeah. the fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we found a true story here. Well, this one's definitely true. I mean, so far, he seems to know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said there are currently three colonies on Mars. Does this sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, we already talked about this earlier in the segment. This, oh, is, this is cooperation right uh, here. See, I wasn't even here, and we just found another truth. No, I mean, this might be the same like, guy. We, I didn't actually here, look it we up. We just talked about <laughs> it five minutes ago. Yeah, right now. He said there are currently three colonies on Mars. There's a large complex of domes and glass-like towers on the north rim of the uh, Mariner Valley. That checks out. There is another smaller complex of domes at the base of Olympus, the giant volcano, and then there is another complex of domes up on the Mars Arctic Circle. I haven't heard of the small one, but I'm not a Mars... You, know, you, you don't, don't, have, you a don't have a Mars globe. You don't have a National Geographic yeah. subscription. I, I can tell you that all the things he's mentioned so far, uh, Dr. Manhattan and uh, the Watchmen created those. Yeah. So that checks out. Don't make fun of this guy. Uh, the group living up there is doing uh, terra terraforming. He says terraforming. I don't know if he means terraforming. No, no. no he, says, he means terraforming. No, okay. he means terraforming, but he said it with an accent. Terra Terraforming. Okay. No, no, he meant farming. I'm not aware of any other installations on Mars at the moment, nor do I know of any ancient civilizations or anything like that on the planet. Uh, so he's uh, asking him about how he visited the planet. My first attempt was remote viewing. I just got an image of those three installations and located them on the National Ge- Geographic map. Yep. Later, so, one okay, of my so he just saw them on the... They're on the they're on the map. Well, no, he saw them in a dream and then he verified saw them it with the map. Viewing and then he looked at the map and he was like, "Okay, this is where they are." He marked them. You know? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's updating the map. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> later, one of my space visitors, one of my friends, took me there physically. How did you go there physically? Aboard a ship, which yeah. picked me up here and Idiot. flew me there. Obviously. <laughs> what a <laughs> dummy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he said. So, Let's see. I have been involved with uh, visitors from space for many, many years. Part of that involvement is that they are, they are educating me, so I'm able to ask a lot of questions of them. I started asking questions about whether or not our own government here on Earth had any kind of secret space station on the planet Mars at the point they told me yes. And this is when I started investigating this. The installations on Mars are mixed installations of human, military people, and a wide variety of different types of space visitors. Wait, are military people not human? Well, there's like human military people in space. No, people. human, human military, military people. Oh, I heard a comma when you read. Yeah, that. there's yeah, different is, from the alien this military. This is from people. the special section of the U.S. Marines, I guess. Yeah, the people who are special. He enough. said he spent a little over a day people. visiting and traveling around. There are Martian seasons, which are detectable by our very own science people. Oh, nice. What they're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the colors change on the planet, and their ice caps both advance and recede. 
There are large sandstorms. We have huge pictures of the sandstorms on Mars. I myself have a picture of the Martian sandstorm that National Geographic put out. It's hanging See? on my wall here. Yeah. So this, again, checks out. Everything is checking out yeah, here. Yeah. He's got a magazine, guys. Yeah. I mean, why do you think we've been trying to go to Mars now? It's because we, uh, we lost our ride. Yeah. I'm surprised that really the only thing standing in my way from getting going to Mars is that I haven't subscribed to National Geographic That's yet. Okay. Well, I mean, you could well, start. I mean, that's one of the things you need. You need the subscription, a globe, so that you can plot the course. Uh, alien buddies that you can catch a ride with. I'll introduce you to my friends. And uh, uh, you also need to be a little bit special. Oh, I'm definitely a little bit special. So he talks about the people that were there. Uh, it was a mix. There are some American and Russian military officers who were actually condemned to be there. They had been lied to. They were told that they would be there for just a few months, but they are left there for the rest of their lives. Mixed in with them were the gray Zetas that everybody talks about. You know, the short guys with big black eyes that you yep. see in all the cartoons and stuff. Yep. But there were also humans from other planets. The one who is ferrying me around, for instance, is a tall human being with silver hair. He is from the fourth planet of Altar, absolutely human, and he is one of my chief mentors. He is one of the people who are teaching me. In addition, I saw some mantas. These appeared to be, I guess, maybe seven feet tall, very, very slender insects with insect compound eyes and antennae. When I met one of them, I shook his claw and we had a conversation. There were others there, too. There was a big shaggy-headed fellow who looked a little bit like a yeti. He was short and wide and instead of tall and thin, so it was quite a wide variety of people. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> uh, these guys that were tricked to coming to Mars and left here, couldn't somebody give them a ride back? Yeah, you would think that like the silver hair guy would be like, well, if you guys don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I can help you get back. Yeah, they're, they're, those guys probably aren't special. They don't get riding privileges if you're not special. You get so. tricks. Someone has to trick them back to Earth. But if they want to go, you can't get tricked. So he says the, uh, the original intent, I was told, about shipping the officers up there was an arrangement with space visitors for an exchange of technology. Mm -hmm. They were going to have a major super base there, but the people there essentially declared their independence and broke off from the Earth government. This is all part of the Cheney Bush junk. Okay. Then our people, then our government people stopped sending ships there and left those people stranded. The humans, Americans, and Russians who were there joined in what you might call a revolution and simply declared their independence for reasons of morality. Did any of that make sense? Nope. <laughs> no, it all well, made sense. Actually, Perfect does he sense. Clarify the Cheney Bush junk. Well, we all know what that is. It's just a bunch of you know money. It's a money it's grab. A bunch of malarkey. Yeah, it's a what bunch of is. bunch of malarkey for sure. I don't oh know. Oh my god. I, I I think I think there could be bases up there. I think this is true. That's true. We're about to go full full Alex Jones. Oh full uh, stone face of Mars. Yeah, well, that's like an ancient civilization. Nobody cares. About well, no, he too. said specifically that there were no, there was no evidence of that. Oh, well, he's full of shit. He's lying. He's this guy. This guy is he's lying for somebody. Well, okay? yeah, I mean, obviously for the Bush Cheney junk. Yeah, whatever, whatever that is. So let's see. I, I I can uh, I can talk to you guys. I'll bring up one more. Let's see. Oh boy. <laughs> it's not gonna be as good as the last one we read. That one was true. Yeah, the last one was true. I mean, except except for the ancient cultures thing. I that like was, the one about the guy. That was government. Was that was probably edited by the government. Reincarnated Saturnian ghost. Okay, so this is uh this is Richard's experience. This is a uh, Richard uh, Kuyu Kendall Ku Koi Kendall. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're close enough. Yeah. yeah, 
I agree. You, you saw it, right? That was, yeah. I've never seen that name before. Nope. That does not seem like a real name. You said it right. Okay, good. Each, every time you said it was correct. So his experience began back in June of 1997. I was in my bed and lost consciousness for a number of hours. When I woke up, I was just sitting up in my bed. I never lay down or anything. I saw four beings that looked like they were wearing blue, dark blue jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. They were not facing Janitors. me. They were at my feet. They appeared like they came through the wall. They floated me out of the room. I was still lying on my back with my feet toward them. It seemed like they were going through the, uh, a tunnel of light. Already I could seeing see no some edges. discrepancies in this story. And there were just all kinds of colors going by. Then, at a certain point, I felt a sense that I was going up. When I finally stopped, I found myself at the top of a mesa. I thought it reminded me of Monument Valley, but my wife and I went to Monument Valley after that experience to see if I was seeing that, and it was not that. Did he see the cowboys of Moo Mesa? Maybe. (laughs) There was no plant life on this planet. It was a reddish-brown dirt, and I was on top of a very high mesa, and I could see another mesa on the horizon. This guy loves mesas. He fucking loves mesas. It seemed to me that it was sunset, and the sky had purple and with red and all of that, and the temperature felt very moderate. As I was there, I noticed this alien was being... Was he in Arizona? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He was there. He said he noticed this alien being that I had seemingly had a relationship with since I was a child with him since visiting me at different points. He was telling me, which was very interesting, that early in my experience as a child, I had been abducted against my will. Okay. So this is, is like a classic sexy relationship. This is like classic abduction stories. Uh, kind of, th- it kind of goes on as like a classic abduction story. He goes yeah, through I mean, like childhood abduction over pretty, and over again. Pretty sure all abductions are against that person's will. I think that uh, otherwise it's just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Of an abduction. Yeah. So he he's asked to describe the being. He said, uh, "I think it was a male. He looked exactly what like what people call grays, with a large head and small body, huge eyes." But he looked more blue than gray. He was blue. He was a bluish color, bluish gray, you might say. He looked yeah. the same every time I had an interaction with him in this life. How do you know you, it was a boy? Don't they? Don't no, he doesn't. He's not even sure. So how do you have uh, so many interactions with him over your life? You don't even know what his gender is. You could ask, I guess. Yeah, be that, that might be rude. Yeah, I mean, like, what does it matter, that, Jared? No, it's not. He's not. Gender, he's assuming right now by no, not being sure. No, see, Jared. Jared's always like the kind of guy that's like, "Hey, you got a pussy?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. What's do, it? Do what's you? between them legs? Do you? You got to tell me because otherwise, I'm going to act different. Yeah. I'm going to act different depending on what genitals you, you need have. To tell me your pronouns. up or down. Yeah. Get a grip, Jared. Okay, we're living in 2017. We're talking about visiting other planets. Okay. Listen, you need to be a little bit more progressive. I adhere. To social constructs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 2017. Tube Earth is approaching the sun. We're going to become tube cigarettes. Nah, oh my but, God, nope. stop. Why? We're going to be the astral cigarette. Hey, listen, you, you're you just spouting you tube fucking, heresy. Did you, how long have you been sitting on that phrase? <laughs> You've been... That Mike, was a Mike taking a shit thought. And he's that like, was, I'm saving this one. Yeah, that Mike's just spouting tube heresies right now. Yeah. He's a tube heretic. <laughs> So he said he saw a spacecraft on top of the Mesa. That's where they would take off from. This guy in his fucking Mesa. Yeah, he said He said the, the spacecraft were only about twice the size of the room that he's in right now. Uh-huh. So, so a cheap spacecraft. So there was like a, there was like an underground facility. He said uh, 
He said it probably. He said the underground facility probably started off natural, but it looked like it had been modified, like it was made, like the walls on the side were smooth. Ooh. I've been in caverns before, but it wasn't like that. It was all uniform. I guess it was all made. They made it that way. Yeah, most. So, uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys think of the idea that if there are alien beings abducting us, then they probably have like little colonies like all over the place? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that idea. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah, they would have like I, I don't know, like because because it's so there's so vast out there. They could they could expand like who knows like they might like like the whole galaxy like might be mostly these little weird gray guys. They might even be living amongst I, us. I mean, I, I would say they'd have to have a colony. Like even if they've perfected like instant travel, like doesn't take any time at all for them to get to one place or another. Uh, they would still have a colony because they're like I don't want to take some guy back to like if i'm gonna kidnap somebody i'm not taking him back to my house yeah, that shit costs gas yeah i'll take yeah, him like, i'll take him to that shed i've got set up near where i kidnapped him yeah they need to have like a sort of like home base like you think brad is just a gray in a fat suit could be <laughs> no he's got dreads oh yeah he's a alien or he's a predator yeah yeah he is <laughs> 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 so i, I don't know. <laughs> ah, fuck you brad sorry yeah thanks he, this well, was look. He brought this off. Jared was here to ruin the show, and he did it. All right, yeah. good job. Good. Thanks for ru- yeah. okay. All right, so I'm done talking about an alien civilization. It's just interesting, though. It's just interesting because if these people or if these uh, entities are visiting us, then they're coming from someplace. You know. Well, yeah. yeah. And I like I like the idea that they that, that there's a potential that they would take some people back with them, whether they're good or bad. They would probably take some people, or at least to their outer colonies or their outer bases or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I assume there's other uh, intelligent life in the universe, and so they've got to have some sort of society I or think, civilization. I think that, yes, I, if they're going to come check us out, they're probably going to take some of us back. But the problem is, with the majority of these stories, even the ones with aliens who are supposedly trying to enlighten us and, all, and teach us and all that shit, they always remove the autonomy from the abductee. Like, they're never like... Hey Joe, do you want to like learn about like the meaning of life and shit? And it's it's, coming back and it's because they know better. What do you mean? Like if like some alien showed up in my room, like, hey, you want me to like enlighten you and shit? I'd be like, okay, cool. At least would you? Yeah, they fucking yeah. ask me. Well, would you? Well, then would if that's you, the case, they like, already Who? know that and they just take you. Why would they ask you at that point? Because it's polite, Jared. They don't have time for your vague sensations of politeness. They have enlightenment to bestow. Yeah, and, also, and also I don't. I, also, I don't think for one second that if an alien showed up at your house and said, "Hey, would you like me to teach you about stuff on my spacecraft and be enlightened?" that you would go, "Okay, yeah, sure." You would start screaming. No, I'd be and like freaking the fuck no, out. I know what I'd do. I'd be like, "Listen, what I if it was a spider alien." Then, then I'd say, "Fuck you, Gabby." Exactly. Well, so that's say, why they just take you. No, no, but the, no one ever talks about spider aliens. It's not cool to be racist against. Uh, uh, Insectoids, okay? Arachnoids. Yeah. Yeah. Arachnoids and insectoids are people, too. I gotta get my hate out on someone, and it's gonna be spider aliens. It could be flat earthers. Uh, and flat earthers. Um, but, no, like, I just fucking think... Too. It's just fucking... It, oh, my God, dude. Like, I just think that if you're gonna, like, enlighten somebody, at least fucking ask. Like, just ask. Because if someone said that to me, if an alien said that to me, I'd be like, okay, that sounds rad. Can we have some conditions? I don't want you to probe me. Like, tell me what you're doing before we do it, and, like, let me make up, you know, like, let me 
do this as a buddy. And, and that's why they don't take you. Yeah, see, they're the, like, she's got too much drama. Yeah, exactly. Drama, I just want to be treated no. like a person. No, you don't. Yes, I do. They don't you, know how. You want to be treated like you're an extra special person. That's what you want to be treated like. Because, Lauren, think about it this way. Listen, look, at, look at the political atmosphere that we have now. Look at all the dumb motherfuckers who would rather remain ignorant despite any enlightenment offered to them. Okay. All right? That's what aliens see when they look at us. They're like, oh, we just got to take them and force this enlightenment in them, and then they're going to know, and they'll be grateful that we enlightened them. Mind rape. We don't have time for politeness. We got stuff to do. We have quantum things to go through. And they do the Jedi hand move, and they're like, forget about that time I touched your tits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just remember the enlightenment. enlightenment. All right. Okay, so, uh, are you believe in what segment, since Mike has been bugging me this entire show, you got like three minutes to explain tube theory. Go. The Earth is a tube. The end. All right. Yeah. I mean, that was it. That was it. That was all. That was all. That was what you guys wanted to talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's what Mike wanted to talk about. Yeah. We're We're inside the tube. We're not on the outside of the tube. No, no. We're inside the tube. Then how do we see space? That's the lights from the cities on the (laughs) other side of the tube. Yeah. (laughs) And there went. Yeah. So you know. So you know how like. So then what's the sun? Uh, the sun is the sun, sun but it's sun. Uh, it's it's in the middle of the tube. Yeah, it goes through a middle of the tube like All a right. string. All right, here, look. Perfect example. So how come we can't see it at night? <laughs> here we go. Because it moves. Where, where does it move to? Look. No, no, we move <laughs> to this, the other see side. This Marlboro next sick, delicious cigarette. The tube that I'm spins in my hand. <laughs> okay. Do you yeah. see it? Yeah. All right. You know you, the little ampule of menthol is right here at the end, right? Yeah. If that's were, the moon. If this were no, it's the sun. If this were two, the moon caps it. Stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, he's fucking. You're a tube heretic. Shut uh, up. No, look. There's a moon on each end of the tube. Yeah. And Obviously. We can't see the sun during at night because the two the moons switch sides during the day. Yeah, and they like, block out the sun. Yeah, yeah, they block out the sun. They're That's like what a solar eclipse is: is when the the two moons bump into each other. That happens every now and then. Usually, they're just far enough apart to pass without incident. It's a good thing they're made out of rubber, so nothing. Gets yeah, they're like, they're like Rubbermaid. That's that's how they we bounce. got Rubbermaid. Yeah. yeah, remember how we went to the moon and then suddenly we had Rubbermaid? No, that's what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, and also, it's floating in space vertically. Not horizontally. Yeah, it's and not why horizontal. Does, why does that oh, matter? Hold on, it's in space. Th- like compared to what? What is it vertical or horizontal to? If it's in the vacuum of space, it's neither. Unless you're comparing. Oh, okay, it so to ha- no space. What, what is causes? Also a okay, big what tube. causes gravity? Is the tube spinning as well? Yeah, no, the tube's yeah. spinning. Yeah. Okay. You think, well, why wouldn't the tube spin? So it's like yeah. A what are you stupid? This is why you're not special, John. I think that's been three. No, that's only been two God minutes. Damn it. Yeah, we got and another 90% minute. Ninety percent of the Earth's wealth is actually stored on the outside of the tube. And that's vaults. that's true. Okay, so how do we get to the outside it's, of the tube? The outside of the tube is gem and uh, gold encrusted. You have to climb up to the top and go over the edge. What yeah. is the edge if it's a tube? <laughs> it's a tube. Antarctica's yeah. at the top. Okay, so you have to go yeah. to the edge of Antarctica and then you can climb it's out ice the outside. Crusted can at can the you tips. breathe on the outside of the tube? Yeah. There's right. gravity out there too. Yeah. Wait. Oh, well, so is the tube just in a larger tube? Well, well, I mean, possibly. space is all of space is a tube. Okay, so it's all everything's a tube. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, I, I'll, we'll end the show now. But I just want to tell you, if this becomes a Reddit page, you are both fired. Uh, don't check Reddit. <laughs> right. One hundred percent, you're fired. Do if not go to our tuber. Yeah, please don't go to our tuber. Okay. Oh my God. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, uh, you didn't even let me talk about the gravity well. Yeah. I, well, if there's a Reddit page, you're fired, and you can talk about it on there. Uh, uh, tube <laughs> earthers are called tubers. Tu- tubers? Yeah. 
All right. Oh, why do you think tubes, I hate you for that? Why do you so think good. tubes occur, occur so often in nature? That's true. I don't think that they do. <laughs> Look at that. Tubers. Tube. 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 There's 25 he's, tubes he's in this room. <laughs> There's at least 20. Look at the microphone. Tube. There, there were 20 <laughs> in this box when we started. Look at the stands. Tubes. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on uh, Facebook, Mysteriousnesses. Uh, check out our sister podcast, Something Planet, and uh, email us any experiences you might have at MysteriousnessesPC at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Uh, and check us out on Bubba Army Radio app. Did I say that right? Probably yep. not. Yeah. yeah, you did. Close enough. All right, we're good. We're the internet here. is a series of tubes. All right, you proved your point. Good night. Good night, tubers.